Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Where did this ferocious determination out there today come from? The media. Everyone of them brought us up. This is Paper Talk, the Irish Examiner GAA podcast. Hello there and welcome to Championship Paper Talk, the Irish Examiner GA podcast. Summer has finally arrived and already we've had an answer to that age-old question, will Galway bait Mayo? We'll be joined by John Divley a little later in the show to dissect the goings-on in Castlebar on Sunday. But first, let's talk to hurling analyst Anthony Daly, who witnessed a gripper in Parnell Park between Dublin and Kilkenny. Let, let, let's start with the action anyway, Anthony, in Parnell Park. A, a massive opportunity for Dublin lost? You'd feel so, Colum. Um, you'd have to say, um, how would you have them on the ropes like that and not finish them? Now, look, you know, that has kind of happened to us before with Dublin. Um, when I was in Havdike, you know, we let a few um, slip, and especially 13 when, when they got the late equaliser. But of course, this system is completely different now, and what you know, you have a Kilkenny team, I'd say, getting onto the bus last night, relieved, I'd say, but also with Cody's words still ringing in their ears, I'd say, because they were poor. No, they weren't let play, really, with the system. It stifled them, but, of course, you'll have you'll have the guys that accuse you of, you know, the sweeper never wins anything, sure. You know, uh, well, I heard off Joe Bradley yesterday, fair play to him. But, uh, uh, no, look, it was just misfortune. Paddy Smith was coming away with the ball, was he fouled? It looked like a free to me. Overall, I think Dermot McCurran was fair enough, like, you know, in general, the way he rested, but I thought he might have missed one there, and Sean Warren had, you know, maybe he should have taken the more defensive view and, and, and not gone for the overlap for the pass for, for Paddy Smith, and if he if he had dropped back into the pocket, maybe Paddy could have swung back if he got it and, and popped it back to him and cleared the lines, and needed a goal, I thought, at that stage for Kilkenny, to be honest, and but then Blanchfield got the ball, got the break from um, Luke Scanlon and was in. There was a clear run to goal for him, and he had pace and power. And uh, you know, he finished it superbly. So I just, um, yeah, go for And from a Dublin point of view, Kilkenny will be delighted because they've awfully next, and they they should have enough in Olin Park with a bit of a kickback from the way that they played as well. You see, you know, I, it's often you get a win and maybe awfully lost, and you'd be saying awfully would have the little advantage, but Kilkenny will 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 be treating this nearly as a defeat except they got the two points mm. and and they'll improve but it just goes to show Colin what, what a lot of us thought all along and I'll tell you the truth I, I had no problem saying it at previous nights and I think I thought the league thing was way overrated straight out and uh, a lot of these young lads not really ready for this level of competition left yet and you saw the difference that, that uh, Colin Finley Conor Fogarty and Paul Murphy could make when they come on so I mean I'd say it's it's get Richie Stakelam or Richie Stakelam sorry Richie Hogan uh, <laughs> Richie Stakelam won't do anyway at this stage <laughs> he wouldn't play with them anyway but um, get Richie Hogan back at, at all possible because if those four could come back then they are a force I can't see it with that team that's that just to be honest like 
Um, it just, it just, they were just blown out of it. I mean, both wing forwards, let's say, for instance, sure, Shane Barrett and Chris Crummy must have caught six puck outs between them in the first half, like clean catches, like from one Murphy, you know. So, you know, there was no impression being made there. They held Reed fairly well, but that was a plan, was kind of a two man plan with O'Donnell and, and Morton. <clears throat> but what Dublin need to rely on is that Liam Rush could get the same change off Liam Ryan next Sunday down in Wexford, and I'm not sure. That'll be as easy because of the physique of Ryan compared to Parik Walsh. I mean, Parik, Parik Walsh, look, there's no dispute in Parik Walsh is a tremendous, tremendous defender, but I, he's just not a full-back in my mind. And like an awful lot of teams this year, um, you know, Clare, Tip, Cork maybe to an extent, there's a problem at number three, you know, and, and uh, can he have it as well? And, you know, to be able to see Dahi Burke on the way he, and he even had a few problems early on now on, on uh, Joe Bergen, but, he came to grips as usual, and you know, I think if a lot of those counties had 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 Dahi Buck, they'd be they'd be an awful lot happier. But no, I um I think you know Dublin would be delighted with a lot of aspects. So can they pick it up now for for seven days? Because really, if they don't, they're probably gone. Like because with head to heads and everything, they'd have to win in Salt Hill, then you know, which is going to be really difficult. So that it's a, it could be all down to a week now after a performance of a you know nearly. One of the performances of the last five, six years yesterday, up up there with any good day we had, you know. Uh, it was superb stuff and great crowd up behind them, but just not able to get the job done, unfortunately. Okay, I just want to ask you, Anthony, maybe wearing your former manager's hat, did you see the teams this weekend? Because you saw the action, obviously, in, in Parnell Park and you were watching as well the action in Tullamore on Saturday evening between Offaly and Galway. Are teams and managers approaching these games a bit differently given the fact that they have this run of matches, as you said, every seven days? I don't think so. I don't think so. I didn't get any hint of that. I mean, Galway were all good at full strength um, and Young Concanon got two goals. Like, you know, so um, they were they were just sluggish, I thought, early on. And credit Offaly as well. You know, it's the fittest and the best drilled Offaly team. Again, I've seen in four or five years. Um you know, back to maybe when Ali Baker had them, like they, they were fit looking anyway, and um, they really went at it, and a great, awfully crowd there. Uh, Galway were, you know, uh, now some of them, like Joe Kenning, Harry Brooks, Sweat, I thought, but he's probably stood storing that up for Salt Hill in two weeks' time. But, it, you know, you know, Joseph Cooney was outstanding in the first half. I thought David Burke outstanding after half time when they needed someone to get a grip for their own there because uh, Kinsley and King had dominated for Offaly in the first half, but David Burke thundered into the game, and, uh, you know, you'll have to like a lot of Conor Cooney and then off the bench even um, Sean Loftus and uh, Jason Flynn. So, look, I, yeah, Galway still, look, there's no doubt about it, man of the match was the Offaly goalkeeper as well. So, and you look at the scoreline, five goals, you know. So as, as, you said in your, as you said in your column today, it could have been nine, really. Yeah, there's a, there's a distinct twist column to the attitude, I think. I think um, Michal has gone away and said, look, we won it scoring 30 points in the All-Ireland. We didn't get many goals all year we're going to have to twist a little bit to bring up something different because teams are going to be working on us now as a target on their backs as they say themselves. So I think there's a death. I mean, you only look at Conor Whelan's goal where, where Carl Mannion got the ball, jinked inside his man into the centre from right half forward, on his left, easy point. Carl Mannion last year would have, but no, dropped the right shoulder and in and a burst of pace and two of the full back line came to him mistakenly. One of them should have come one stayed and he launched the hand pass over the top and Whelan doubled it to the back of the net. Like, and that was really 
a lot of games you'd say take the point there because a lot could go wrong but the, the attitude was go in for the goal so you know, I, I, I thought there was glimpses of them that was frightening they weren't great overall to be honest with you, I know I couldn't say it's the back of a 12 point win that they weren't great of course they were but they just were it wasn't a vintage performance by any means but credit Offaly as well I think they, it'd be a bit of a travesty I think if Offaly are, are sent down if things go wrong for them you know in the Dublin game maybe or I just think they are getting their house in order and if, if they stick with Kevin Martin for a few years that's they could come back as a as a serious snuff force like in Leinster and and uh, I don't see why we couldn't twist mm. it at the end of the year and bring up the winners of the Joe McDonough but leave it at six teams and, and you know we five in Munster make it six in Leinster it's not going to kill us and and give them another year at least and maybe Zen say look at look we are promoting the winners next year and we're getting the losers so um, I just think that there is an off lot of pod. I I just found that in Tullamore on Saturday night column that even the the atmosphere like the I mean. There's people have been talking about we're giving away the month of April to rugby teams and all this and why, why are we doing this and we're giving away September. Well, the crowd, you think it was bothering anyone walking up the main street in Tullamore on Saturday evening Leinster were 9 all. <laughs> They're not the same people, you know. And there was this great atmosphere inside the ground and I mean, when Offaly brought it back to to level on the 28th minute, I think, I mean, the buzz and the roar for the puck out like, was like Offaly roll, so... God, I, I think, you know, while there's progress there, we should back it as best we can because we have a limited number of counties capable of competing at the top level. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I really do think that that would be a, a backward step for for, for everyone in Hurland in particular, obviously. Yeah, do, no, do you think... No, I'm not think... saying it, that has to pan out first now, Colm. I'm not saying, you know... Do, do you think that caused trouble based on that evidence? That, that entire Joe McDonough Cup argument is going to, to gather a bit of pace during the year, especially if, for example, Kerry were to win the competition. Yes. Um, and they're back in it. <laughs> and, and they're back in it after their, their, their win over Leash at the weekend. Uh, do you think that, that that is something that could seriously be reassessed? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, do. I think everything's up for, for, for reassessing at the end of the year. Um, I, I've said this a couple of times now. That I know that there was a three-year you know, initial thing put on it, but for me, I just think we just can't afford to waste three years. We... There, there's an awful lot to be liked in the in the current systems. I think John McDonough is a great idea, you know. Um, he, he really he really has shown its benefits already. I think uh, you've got a, obviously a feisty enough affair up in up in Belfast on Saturday, and uh, just talked to Liam Sheedy yesterday. It was uh, you know really fought for like and the chance to play and win a cup in Crow Park for these counties is is, is incredible. And you look at, you look at Leash like I would have had Leash's favourites coming into it. And you know, two plays, two gone, and, and they look down and out now. And that's, that's, it just just shows you that these counties are very, very equal. And you know, one result either way. And look at Kerry, like down after losing to Carlow narrowly, and what a bounce back yesterday. So, yeah, I think we have to review it. But would it do Kerry good, Cullum, at the moment or early next year to be going into the Munster Championship? You know, I'm not so sure. I think a couple of years in this, two, three years even would really stand to them where they're getting really competitive games with a great target of, of, of getting, you know, back to to Croker and, and winning the cup. Like I mean, I remember the buzz when they won that Christie Ring there, um under M. Kelly and like it just you know, that was great for Hurling and you just see that that is it's a stepping stone, you know, where, you know, there, it just seems to be a bridge between the five months of counties and Kerry still there and mm. Maybe there for a while, so I don't know would that benefit Kerry going up there, maybe and taking four defeats possibly, and 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 you know where's the momentum or the you know the you know, where's the positivity going to come from from that? So look, I I'm not so sure that that should be the way to go, but 
I honestly think promote the winners maybe even Kerry were in Leinster two years ago you know last year even um, and that that was that was no harm they didn't mind and they saw it as progress and I think promote the winners but I wouldn't be for putting the bottom team down because what I've seen from Offaly in Dublin yesterday and everyone let's face it had them that match as the relegation match really in their previews um, but what, what we saw from both counties at the weekend would would indicate that they're they're at that level, if not far off it. Okay. Final question, Anthony. You had your viewpoints earlier in the year regarding the new championship structures this year and the fact that April was going to be club exclusive. You've mm. had the month of April. You are involved with Kilmacud Croaks. What's your viewpoint on it all now? Yeah, I'm not so sure, Colm. Um, the problem is, we, well, the biggest problem I see with it is, is, is we've no uniformity across the counties. Do you know, Claire here decided just to kick everything back and see how the county teams got on. So if they have nothing played, we're playing away the county leagues. Like, but uh, and the count and, and fairness to the lads, that the, the, the county men were released for for uh, at least three, if not four rounds, I'd say, of the, the Clare Cup we call it, which would be the senior county league, and and the football lads were released for the Cusack Cup. But uh, like that's another way of looking at it. And are they better off because they, you know, if they don't make it through, or you know, whatever the scenario is, it'll be one season and whatever but but still that that gives players a whole pile of uncertainty they don't know when can I book my holidays well, all these things that we see coming up time and time again you know, in Dublin we had two rounds and look at we we, we had a group where it was a, that, to be due respect now to St. Finbars and to Whitehall who are really making strides in fairness but they're you know Whitehall just coming up from Senior B and then there was Crokes and, and uh, Nafina in the group and the draw was that we both, ourselves and Nafina, would play the two weaker so-called teams in the, in the first two rounds. So we both had easy wins, really. Like, Whitehall did put it up to both teams, but like the top two. So we were literally gearing ourselves for the 7th or 8th of September, column to play in Nafina, which is only to decide first and second in the group. You know, so, and then there'll be football the following weekend. And so you're really on about a quarter final now around the 20th of September. And you just have to plan another season, and it is very difficult. So that's what I've been calling for. I've said it to so many people that we need to get everyone in a room in Crow Park here. I mean, I'm talking county secretaries, the head of the fixtures, the CPA, the GPA, Crow Park, and see can we come up with something along the lines of this year, because I think this championship can be a great success. I love the format in Munster and Leinster, but we have to we have to build something in where. We either start everything a little bit earlier, finish a bit earlier, or else maybe go later and spaced out and pencil in club weekends where your club players can train away and be ready for a game and your county lads. That was always my problem. Like I had no problem releasing players for, for championship matches, but it was difficult to release 35 guys that you'd have on the extended panel back to clubs where you knew some clubs would be doing it superbly, Cullum, they're training. You could trust that they'd come back with their touch improved. Um, our fitness not not in any way diminished, but you had other lads going back to some clubs that were not doing it at, at the standard. No, that has improved all around. But I, I certainly had a concern about that. That you know some lads were going away razor sharp and they were coming back two weeks later and they were flat as a pancake, maybe put running with every other member of the team and they didn't need it. Like so, so it's the sort of thing that, that that county managers are in dread of. And let's face it, there's an awful lot of pressure on county managers. At the minute, like with social media and everything else, there's there's huge pressure on these guys, and you know, um, it's not an easy problem to solve. But we're not a mile away from it either. Colin, I think if we if we could just take a weekend, maybe in late October, and say, look at that, how can we try and 
you know, structure this to get the best for everyone. And I don't think there's been any sort of real joined up thinking. I think the CPA has to come into play a big time on this and has to be recognised because that's the vast majority of the people involved in the, in, in, in the speak we're on about here, like uh, our club players. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, there's no ideal world. As I said, clear, no match, Dublin, two rounds, but nothing until the 7th or 8th of September. So, you know, the amount of lads that have gone to the States and Thailand and everywhere else already, uh, we, hit, we hit 16 players for a county league match uh, the other night. <laughs> and that's the reality of it. That's going to cook close now. Problem is, of course, you're five adult hurling teams. So everyone has a league game. So you're trying to have enough bodies to go around five teams, which isn't easy. But uh, no, yeah, it is. It's, it's not ideal uh, at the moment still, Cullum, you know. But from a county point of view, I think it's very exciting. We still don't agree with the Munster final and Leinster final the same days, uh, the same weekend for the All Ireland semi finals. Don't agree with that. So you could be saying, I'm. I'm I'm talking against myself with freeing up weekends, but if if they were to be played the same days and the same weekends and it was freeing up for a club game, then I would have no problem. But that doesn't seem to be the case. So I think we just need to look at it all. But there's loads of positives, Colm, as well. I think really, you know, uh, I, I, I sensed there was a great sense of... Uh, we, we had to watch the match in Castlebar, obviously, but you could get the sense and talking to um, a few of my ex-mentors there from Dublin Last night on my way home from Castlebar, like they just said, the buzz in Parnell was incredible, and there was a great buzz in Tullamore as well. So, you know, along may that continue. I think we're on to a winner here, but we need to maybe just put tweaks here and there to keep everybody uh, tuned in and happy. And our thanks to Anthony Daly as always for his thoughts on the hurling championship. Turning our attention to uh, football, we're heading up west, and uh, the big game in Castlebar was the uh, epic that we were promised between uh, Galway and Mayo. Not sure if it materialised as an epic. Uh, John Divley was there. Uh, John, as a Galway man this morning, I don't think you're too worried about the quality and offer. The chest is out, Mayo beaten. Yeah, we're just delighted to get through it. We knew it was going to be a struggle, and I suppose, you know, predictably it was a dour struggle at times. Um, Galway, we know, have been setting up defensively and, and hitting on the counter. So Galway played as, as we all expected. Um, and Mayo, um, you know, I, I know I mentioned it last week. I thought they'd do the similar, um, play a similar game because they didn't want Galway to get into a commanding lead or leak goals, and that's what they did. Now they had to do it maybe a little earlier than they liked when uh, Jermaine O'Connor was was forced off with a red card, and uh, they just completely sat back then. And Galway didn't really know how to punch the holes then because Galway are used to firing out of the back and going a pace up the flanks and attacking space where it's three on three or four on three. But suddenly Galway were faced with a proposition of having 13, 14 bodies uh, inside the Mayo half and they found it very hard at times to break it down. Uh, but they did. They held their composure. They moved the ball well. But certainly it didn't suit Damien Comer in the second half because he needs that little bit of space. But it suited Ian Burke, and thankfully uh, Kevin made some great calls yesterday on the sideline. Okay, now uh, Galway win, but most of the talk is about Mayo, rightly or wrongly. Is it too soon to be writing their obituary for 2018? Uh, of course it is. I mean, you can't write any team off. If you're still in the championship, you still have a chance. It doesn't matter if you're Mayo or Offaly or whoever. Like, I mean, you have a chance. You just have to regroup. That's what the qualifiers are about. Like to me, Mayo looked a little bit off the pace um, yesterday. It had been flagged that they had a lot of of uh, guys returning from injury, 
and would they be really fresh or rusty? And I mean, a lot of them looked rusty yesterday and looked leggy. Uh, I mean, the, the most uh, energised player in the field from Mayo point of view was Keith Higgins. Um, but I mean, certainly you would have expected O'Shea maybe to be punching more holes or Colin Boyle to be punching more holes and uh, Shami O'Shea looked leggy. So, uh, yeah, look, that's a natural thing. People are going to say, is that the end of Mayo? It's not the end of Mayo. They'll regroup. They're lucky enough. They've got a couple of weeks. They're not out till um, I think the 9th or 10th of June. So they've got a few weeks. They will be better the next time they come out. And uh, I still expect them to uh, make the Super 8. You still have a situation, though, John, that Tom Parsons, it looks like a a season-ending injury. You'll have uh, Dermot O'Connor's suspension for a straight red will obviously rule him out for a couple of weeks uh, Killian his brother not fully match fit uh, Lee Keegan still to come back into it I- is it an awful lot to ask of a relatively older panel it's not because they have a lot of young guys there too I mean Brendan Harrison got a few minutes yesterday he'll play the next day Barrett will be much sharper the next day um, you know Um Killian O'Connor will start the next day. That will allow Loftus to start again. Uh, Doherty. So, no, I, I, I disagree with that. I, I think they have enough players uh, to fill the gaps that are left through injuries. Um, it's just really the quality um, that's coming on, you know, and, and the confidence. It's, it's really confidence with Mayo now at the moment, you know. Um, and that's where they need a lot of leadership to come through from, from the O'Shea's and, and, and from... The O'Connors, you know, even Germans, he can't play the next day. He can obviously G up the guys on on the line. So, look, Mayo have the potential to come through. Um, you know, I was expecting Evan Regan to come on yesterday, um, you know, and, and, and really get stuck in because, like, he is a guy that can score. I know, you know, he has hot and cold days, but I thought he might have come on. Um, I thought he might have come on and maybe had a couple of shots on goal. So, no, it's, it, Mayo will come back. Um, uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, and, uh, you know, there isn't too many teams that would like to get Mayo on the back door. So, you know, let's not let's not kid ourselves. Uh, Mayo on their day can beat anyone. And if they get going again, they will be hard stopped. OK, let's go back to Galway. Do you like the style yourself, John? I like when we win games of football. That wasn't um, the question. So the question, do I like the style... I think we can tweak it a little bit more. Um, look, I understand completely what Kevin is doing. Uh, we have to be safe at the back. We can't concede big scores. Um, you know, would I like to see more players up front? Yes, I'd like to see four players up front at all times, and, and I think we can do that. Uh, but we have to remember, Sean Andy was making his championship debut, as was Duggan, as was uh, McHugh. So, you know, with a couple of debutants in there, um, Kevin just, you know, that's the way we had to set up um, at times. So, look, we can get better. It's all about winning games, pushing forward. It's not the most attractive, attractive on the eye. We know that. Everyone knows. I'm sure Kevin knows that himself. But, you know, he doesn't care. I mean, it's, it's purely about getting results and, and, and moving on. Uh, I think if we keep staying on the road here, uh, the lads will get a little bit more confidence as well and will start expressing themselves a bit more. Don't forget, Castlebar is a very tight pitch. It's a much smaller pitch than Tume Stadium or, or Sligo or, or Pier Stadium or Hyde Park. So, you know, it is a little bit tighter. The bigger the pitch, I think it'll suit Galway a bit more too. 
You've mentioned Ian Burke many times in your columns before, John. You mentioned him again on this Monday. Is he a bit of an enigma in, in Galway football? No, he's not. He's, he's just it's very simple, really. He's only after coming back into the panel. He's had a long year with Cora Finn. Um, the guys obviously had been doing very well in the league. It was very hard for Kevin just to slot him straight back in. Um, but he is a top-quality player. And, you know, even his cameo role yesterday showed people again of his ability to open up defences and, you know, showed what he does for Currafin. He can do that for Galway on the big stage too. You know, he needs to get a little bit fitter. You see, he won't have had the work done what all the other Galway players have done uh, through no fault of his own. It's just because of Currafin's dominance in the club scene. So, you know, he probably wouldn't be able for 70 minutes at the moment, if, if I'm honest. So he needs to knuckle down now and get training hard and, and try and force his way in. But he's a great sub to have. And, you know, Brannigan was, was, was exceptional yesterday. Brannigan would have been starting yesterday, only for he picked up a knock a few weeks ago and he only returned to training this week. So Brannigan will push hard. Sean Kelly was outstanding when he came in. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we, have, we have a decent bench uh, there at the moment. And it's just about using it at the right time. And, and, and Kevin got them calls right yesterday. And obviously with the new Super 8 structure this year, that strength and depth in the bench is going to be more important than perhaps any other championship. It is, yeah, for, for Galway and every other team. And don't forget, you're going to have the Galway Championship on this weekend now. So guys will go back into club always for the week after a championship game. And, you know, there is a high risk of injuries, but that's just the way it is. And uh, that's where if your panel is buzzing and, and there's 30 guys going really hard at it in training, they'll all know that if someone picks up a little knock here and there, they will get a chance. And, I mean, you know, Adrian Varley came in yesterday. Uh, he did well um, as well. So, you know, these guys now will really go hard at it for their clubs this weekend. They'll try to impress Kevin playing with their clubs. And then they've got two weeks to get ready for Sligo. We were just talking to Anthony beforehand about the entire club v county issue, the fact that April was freed up for the clubs, etc., etc. What's your viewpoint on, as you said, John, playing club championship games this weekend. When you were playing yourself, did you did you mind playing club championship in the midst of the, the county championship run? Not really. I mean, because that's what everyone else had to do. So we didn't really think about it or analyse it as much as maybe what happens these days. Um, I mean, you just got on with it and, and, and you played and um, you went back in. So there's a lot made of it, to be honest. And, and I don't know why. I mean, it's football. Guys want football. They just want the games. Their training is, is to have the hard work done. It's now a matter of just maintaining what they have. Um, and when they get little dips and troughs, you know, they'll do a hard week with their county and then they'll come back in and freshen it up and get ready for, for a championship game. So, no, I mean, it's, it's very possible. It's always been there that you can play club one weekend and, and inter-county the next weekend. So it's, it's, if there's man, good management by by club and county it can work um, very easily Okay, very quickly just some of the other uh, championship headlines from the weekend uh, no surprise really in McCool Park with uh, Donegal beating Cavan too soon to say Donegal being a force in the Ulster Championship this year? Well I, I like the look of them in the National League I must say and, and they have some quality young players coming through and um, you know I would have Quietly tipped them to get to an Ulster final, if not even win it, um, because I like their players. They have some very experienced guys 
in McBrearty and McLean and Murphy and McFadden and then to have even Ryan McHugh at this stage is a very experienced player and then there's some quality young lads coming through Owen Bond Gallagher Caelan Ward Paddy Brennan um, you know Keen Mulligan came on as a sub McBrearty yesterday uh, Lanigan Thompson like they're really top quality footballers to be fair to them and uh, I think um, you know Bonner has allowed them to maybe play a little bit more expansive than what Donegal or the rest of the country are used to seeing them play and there's nothing wrong with that I mean you know while he might be happy of conceding 115 uh, yesterday you know he's happy that they scored 220 and 217 of that was from play so Donegal looked good uh, to me Um, are they All-Ireland contenders of course it's too early to say for any team but probably not yet they're probably a little bit outside the so-called top four but uh, they're definitely moving in the right way Okay, fairy tale results as well then for the uh, Wicklow footballers and for Carlo uh, with uh, two wins in O'Moore Park as well on Sunday Brilliant for Wicklow yeah really really um, happy for John Evans because I know He's done a lot of work with them. We played Wicklow in one or two challenges with UCD earlier in the year, and um, it's a tough, tough ask for him um, to galvanise them down there. Um, but he has done it, and you know, wonderful performance from Mark Jackson. You know, five frees and two forty-fives, brilliant penalty save um, from Nigel Dunn, who was a quality forward from Offaly. Brilliant save, and then you know, the old heads Derry Caden and Stafford and John McGrath, Shawnee Furlong, Kieran Highland, like. Really, really good for them guys to get a great win under their belt and galvanise them. And you know they look forward to playing Dublin, and they, they, they'll um, they'll they'll give a good account of themselves. But they, um, you know, it's all about getting these wins. And I mean, spoke about this last week. I mean, you take Dublin out of it, it's very even in Leinster. Mm. And I mean, we have to keep a competition there where everybody gets to play everyone like that, okay? It can be changed up the structures a little bit, but I'm not for a two-tier competition. Like, you know, I think it's very downgrading to a player. Unless the players come out themselves, unless the bottom 16 teams in the country actually come out and say, we want a Tommy Murphy-type style competition, then we need to give these players the chance to play at the, you know, in in the major competitions. That's what they want, and that's what they should be entitled to. Okay, great result as we said uh, in passing for Carlo as well against Louth and uh, Leash made uh, made hard work of it, but they eventually uh, defeated Wexford after extra time. What would be your situation there, John? Your team is uh, level, deep in injury time. You have a penalty. Do you take the point, or do you go for the goal? Yeah, I mean, like it really, and I only heard the game on the radio, like it looked like time was up and, you know, I thought it was the fair call. I probably would have told my guy to take it as well. I mean, there were points up. It was probably last kick out. They just had to win it or keep them at bay. Uh, unfortunately for Wexford, they didn't. And very fortunately for, for Leash because, I mean, I, I like the look of Leash. I think they have some great players. And, I mean, I don't know what happened to them in the first half. I mean, they did not show up. But, um, they were very, very lucky. But it's something that John Sugru can now build on. And, I mean, they're in a fantastic position now going in to play Westmead. Um, like, they will be buzzing now this week. You know, they'll analyse at least. And they'll really, you know, put their heads down. Westmead, by all accounts, didn't play well yesterday against Mead. I know it was only a Burn Cup final, but you'd like to be kind of going well this time of the year. So, I mean, I think it's set up nicely for Leash now to go in 
um, and really have a good crack at Westmead and potentially win that and get to a Leinster semi-final. And that's it for today's Championship Paper Talk, the Irish Examiner Sports Podcast. Our thanks to our guests on the programme today, to Anthony Daly and to John Divley. And thanks also to our producer, Dan O'Connor, for putting the programme together. Don't forget, we're available on SoundCloud, on iTunes and on irishexaminer.com forward slash paper talk. Thanks, as always, for your company. We're back same time, same place next Monday. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.